for me 
turning around for me. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the people who are here. Thank you for safe travels for my son. Thank you for just providing us with every blessed gift because we know it comes from you. We thank you for all the good things in our lives. And we thank you that you have challenged us by our faith to trust you in all things. And for that, I say thank you. Lord God, I thank you for the word that you have given me today. I thank you for the encouraging words that have already gone forth this afternoon. We thank you for this space in which we worship. We thank you for GIAL, who's opened up their doors to allow us to be able to worship in this space, to be able to afford to worship in this space with the faithful few that you have given us. We thank you for their powerful testimony to persevere even in the lean times. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us a word to share one with another. And we thank you, Lord God, that it's a genuine word, a word from up on high that will help us to get through our week. We thank you, Lord God, for the bodies who are here. We ask you to bless them and keep them along their journey. Keep us all, Father God, in this day and the days to come, Lord God, we trust and we lean and depend upon you for everything that we need because you promised to provide that. And we thank you, Lord God, that you never break a promise. We ask your blessing upon this word, Lord God, this meal in which we're about to partake of. May it nourish our bodies as we digest it in our spirits through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you would please turn with me to the book of John. The book according to St. John. We're going to start at chapter 10, and we're going to read from verse 7 through verse 10. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. I'm going to be reading from the NIV today. Just read along with me. Therefore, which is a declaration, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. <laughs> I am the gate. <laughs> Whoever enters through me will be saved. In no other way. He will come in and go out and find pasture. On the other hand, the thief, see, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come that they may have life and have it to the full. And the King James Version says more abundantly. If you would be seated in his presence. Today we're going to talk about celebrating life. You know, we've talked about the birth of Jesus and how he came about, Mother, Mary, and Joseph. We talked about the three wise men for 
just as long as we have heard the story. But today I want to talk about celebrating that life that came. We talk about how he came, we talk about why he came, but a lot of people still don't celebrate the reason why he came. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. What does that abundance mean? Doesn't necessarily mean money. Doesn't necessarily mean material things. It means that we have eternal life. We have an abundance of peace, an abundance of joy, an abundance of hope and aspirations. And then along with that can come the health. And along with that can come the wealth. But today we're going to talk about just celebrating life. And that's what we're going to do, celebrate life. Salvation didn't come easy. But it came with a price. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. See, the thief focuses on satisfying his own needs and cares little about the welfare of God's people at all. Phony grace, false sense of security, and make-believe shepherds is what we see today. We see a lot of folks who are promising wealth and promising health and promising a turnaround, and if, if you send me $10,000, you'll get your breakthrough that you've been waiting on, but God didn't say that in his word. God says, if you trust me, I'll give you everything you need. God says, if you seek me first, the kingdom, my righteousness, then everything else comes after that. But a lot of people are not seeking God. They're seeking the created things of God instead of the creator. We have a lot of modern-day Pharisees in the church today. Some of us sit right next to them in pews. They're thieves and bandits that have been placed to take away our abundance of life. They come in disguises now. They come in collars and robes. And they come in fancy clothing and fancy cars with big diamond rings and big watches and nice fancy clothes that we can't afford to buy unless we try to rob and steal and kill for them. Those are some of the Pharisees that Jesus is talking about. They said that you can come to Christ through my gifts, but God says you can't come to Christ. You can't come to me unless you come to Christ. And that's the only way you can get to me. It's through my son, not through the gifts that people can give you. Not through the false and phony religions that some people practice. But the real, genuine worship. Telling people what they need to hear instead of what they want to hear. So therefore, some churches are empty because preachers preaching to please the crowd. Oh, amen. And you have 80% of the people in the church who are still lost. They're in church every Sunday giving their tithes and offerings to the building and not to the body. sowing seeds into ground that's not fertile. They're passing the plate to people who don't believe. They're taking up millions of dollars in collections every Sunday, only to close because 
the church has been mismanaged by people. Major flocks have fled because they didn't come through the gate. They tried to sneak around the back. They didn't come through Jesus. They came through some other form of somebody who said they were connected to the Christ. We've had centuries of people struggling in their spirit because they have connected themselves to a church-like organization, but no Christ involved in it at all. People are still dissatisfied. They come to church hungry for the word of God, and they leave even hungrier for the word of God because they have not heard the true preached word of God from up on high delivered by the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what God is trying to say to us. So what are you trying to say? Where is my abundant life that you promised me? Well, how often do you follow Christ? Only when you want something? I like him when he can give me stuff. But when he says, no, what you gonna do? What happens then? Will you still trust God? Or will you completely rely on the humanness of who we are, the brokenness of who we are, the, the fallible of who we are, or are you going to rely on the Jesus Christ that came to save us? Whose report will you believe? His or theirs? I believe God's report. You know, it did my heart some good to see Mama singing this morning. Silent night. Holy night. Mama busted out in song this morning when Silent Night came on. I ain't never heard Mama sing like that. But she heard a song that connected to her spirit, man. And she was clapping her hands and rocking to the music. It's like somebody gave her a pill to say, Mama, get up and serve the Lord this morning. But she was happy because she connected to something that reminded her of the silent night holy night in which he came and all was calm and all was bright he was surrounded by peace instead of chaos the gatekeeper came he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly and those of us who entrust our lives to the world are in a world of trouble we are so busy worrying about what Donald Trump is going to do. Mm -hmm. We need to be focused on where our souls will spend eternity. Right right now. Because Jesus will come back. Right now. Yes, Lord. Donald Trump is one man, but he is not God. Yeah, all right. God made the world. Mm -hmm. He made the universe and everything in the world. He owns everything. Mm -hmm. He controls everything. He just leaves it to us to try and manage it. And some of us don't manage it very well. We squander the resources that God has given to us. And we abuse and we misuse each other. We take each other for granted. And God is not pleased with that. So we wonder why we don't have that abundant life that Jesus says that we're supposed to have. And why aren't we happy around the holidays? We should celebrate Jesus every day. Amen. Not because some Western says that we're going to declare December the 25th. The day you celebrate Jesus, well, no, Jesus should be a celebration every day. 
not just one day. And uh, if you don't give me nothing for Christmas, God already gave me the best gift. Right, right. He gave me Jesus the Christ. So if God never gives me anything more than what he's given me already, he's already given me my abundant life through Christ, through the gift. So don't worry about getting me nothing for Christmas because God already took care of that 2,000 years ago. When he said, I'm going to send you my Christ child. I'm going to let you crucify him. He's going to die, but he's going to get up. With all power of heaven and earth in his hands. And that's what he did. God kept his promise, see. So if you want that abundant life, make sure you enter the gate through Jesus the Christ. Right. And no other way, because there ain't no other way to get to God but through him. Amen. That abundant life that we so desire, it's there if we want it. But we have to want it more than we want what the world has to offer us. Because the world can only offer us empty promises. But God promised to give us the eternal life if we accept his son. And that's what he's given us. He's given us time after time and chance after chance to accept his Christ child. But so many people reject him because they can't get what they want, when they want it, how they want it the way they want it. Well, this is the way my package should come. But what if it doesn't come in that package? Will you pass it by thinking that it's no more than what it's worth? Or will you choose a pretty red bow with all the worms and all the empty promises? Salvation didn't come pretty. It didn't come cheap. It came with a price that none of us could pay. And I don't know if I'd be willing to die for a world who hates me. Few of us die for our family. Some die for our friends. But I don't know if we die for our enemies. Hmm. That's a challenge. Yes, Lord. Some of us don't even like our enemies, let alone to die for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, that's a mighty big feat you're asking me. Mm -hmm. I want to be the type of person who can see straight through a false prophet. And God has given me the wisdom to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Because at one point, I had no clue what they look like. And they can come in all shapes, forms, fashions, all social groups and cultures, and all sorts of religions and all sorts of things and et cetera, et cetera. And they can be wrapped up in that pretty red bow. Only to open up an empty box. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I say, if you want to experience the life that Jesus intended for us to experience to the fullest, I say, just trust him, accept him, believe upon him, stand upon God's word, and follow his precepts. Can't go wrong following God. God has the key to all of our blessings. God has the key to all of our wealth. God has the key to our health. God has the key to everything we need because he made everything. He owns everything. So there's nothing that his kids should want for. Somebody 
somebody asked me the other day, well, shouldn't you let your sons, you know, kind of struggle a little? Why? has enough challenges in this world that for me to deliberately make them struggle. Why would I want to do that? Why shouldn't he have everything he needs to function in this life? God has given us everything we need to function in this life, so why should we pass that same blessing on to our children? Because there's some things I'll say no to because some things he just don't need. But his basic necessities? Absolutely not. Well, you're going to teach him to be oughty twarty and selfish. Well, no, he's not selfish. We all are selfish to a point, though. At some point, you have to say no. You can't just give your life away and, and, and keep giving, giving, giving and never get back. Right. At some point, you got to say enough. Mm -hmm. I want the abundant life that Jesus promised me. Yes, so I'm going to live the life that Jesus would live. Yes, what would Jesus do in this case? Mm -hmm. Would he just deliberately pass them by? <laughs> he wanted to. Mm -hmm. But they cried out, Lord, Lord, tell us. Mm -hmm. He says, if you call on me, if you trust me and believe me and stand up on my word, you can have that abundant life that you so desire. Because you've sought me first. You've sought my kingdom. You've sought my righteousness. So guess what? I'm going to add all that other stuff that you need to function, and then I'm going to give you some things that you want. Yeah, amen. But you have to continue to what? Trust me. Yes, Lord. Not the world. The world is wishy-washy and fickle. Yes, yes, no organization is perfect. You want to know why? Because imperfect people run them. That's right. There is no such thing as a perfect church. Amen. There is no such thing as a perfect mom or perfect dad or perfect child. Ain't no such a thing, Harpo, because we're imperfect people. Amen. So we can't expect for everything to be perfect. We can't strive for excellence. Let's just not move to this life with mediocrity. Amen. But we can strive for excellence. And trust that what we're doing it's all about being about our father's business. My Lord. This is not for show. Like I told you, if I did this for money, I'd retire. <laughs> I ain't had the cabin. I ain't driving no Cadillacs and no, you know, $50,000 cars and $100,000 cars and $200,000 cars. I don't wear $700 suits and $600 pairs of shoes. Who does that? A lot of these false prophets that are telling these people that if you don't send me $10,000, you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. That ain't what this word say. What does our word say on the envelope? Somebody read it for me. What does it say? What does it say? Uh, what does it say? It says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Uh, what? In response to who? Pressure. What? Pressure. Okay. Keep going. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Uh-huh. And then what happens? Then he'll give you oh, he'll give, he'll give everything we need. Yes. I'm going to share a story with you. I don't care if my wife gets mad at me, but yesterday we were at Sunny. They have happy hour. 
from you know two to five, where you get any size drink for that price. So she was adamant about ordering me a large when I strictly asked her for a medium. I said, I just want a medium cherry lime made with extra lime. And she says, well, I'm going to get three larges. No, I want a medium. Well, no, it's half price, and I try to, you know, get my bucks to make my buck. I said, that's fine, but I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to get what I need. I don't need a large. I want a medium. So that's what I shall have. Some people take too much of what they don't need. It's called greed. And so my thing is, is I'm only going to take what I need. That's when people put money in church back in the day. They put all their money in the pot and the families took what they needed. They didn't take more than what they needed because they would squander it. So I only take what I need. God gives us what we Need he provides our needs according to his riches and glory by who the gatekeeper Christ Jesus. That's where our abundance comes from him. So if you are without, seek the Lord. All right now. If you're lacking, seek the Lord. If you're in poor health, seek the Lord. If you're in poor wealth, seek the Lord. Lord, if you want me to be rich and famous, then so be it, so that I can. Help somebody, not to be selfish. So I'm going to go to the gatekeeper for my abundance. My Lord. Because that's what it's going to take. Jesus says, I came that they might have life. Because not everybody accepts the gatekeeper. So that's why he said, might instead of Amen. Might have life and might have it more abundantly. But they got to come through the gate. They gotta come the right. They gotta come correct. That's right. right. That's right. You say you're all about Jesus Christ. Show me. Don't just tell me. Show me the Jesus in you. Don't just tell me about him. Cause you can tell me about him all day long, but if I don't see him in you, then you're sounding like wah 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 wah. There's nothing you say to me. It's going to convince me that you know who Jesus is because you don't act like you know it. So where does our abundance come from? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? From the gatekeeper. Jesus said he is the gatekeeper. Anybody that came before him, the thieves, they fakes. They fake preachers. I heard somebody call them a person the other day, a false prophet. Well. <laughs> Fake evangelists. Mm-hmm. Appointed bishops. All right. All right now. Mm-hmm. Not called by God. I don't do this because I'll get paid for it. I do it because I'm compelled to do it as Paul does. Right. I don't do it to get a paycheck. Yeah. I do it because God has called me to do it. And whether you believe it or not, that's between you and your God. But I know what God said to me. So it don't matter what the package looks like. Right. I don't have a collar on. I don't have fancy garb, although I do. But I don't have to wear it to preach the gospel. Amen. You see what I'm in today? Jesus wore a sheet. They call it a cassock, just to be technical. He wore sandals. 
He dusted everywhere he walked. Not drove. He walked. Didn't have no fancy hotel to stay in when he traveled to preach. He stayed at people's houses. He was born in a stable around animals and sheep dogs. He was born outside. There was no midwife. It's just Mary and Joseph. Then the three wise men came from the east. So look at all the adversities that Jesus had to go through. Yet and still today. And we complain and we stub our tongue. Look at all the things that Jesus had to endure for us. So that we might have life. Have it more abundant. So let's not complain about the holiday season. You don't have to get into the commercialized version of Christmas. We celebrate the Christ child every day. I celebrate Christmas every day of the year. Every day that God allows me to open up my eyes, I celebrate the Christ child. Every chance I get to talk about the birth of Jesus, I share it with whomever wants to listen. And if you don't want to listen, close your ears. But it's not going to stop me from preaching the gospel. The abundant life that Jesus wants us to have is right here on earth. Amen. And then we got our mansion to go to in heaven. Yes, Lord. Look at God. As it is on earth, as it is in heaven. We can have all the things that we desire to have if we only follow God. Amen. So keep in mind that during this Christmas holiday season, it's all about the gatekeeper. He says, the thief comes only. Now see, he emphasized that. There's a reason why God put these words in this book. The thief comes only to what? Steal, kill, and three things, not just one thing. To steal your joy. <laughs> to kill your joy. To destroy your joy. But then Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more. See, exceeding above all that you could think, ask, desire, want. Some versions say exceedingly. But which life you gonna choose? The life of the world or the life of Christ? I pray that you choose the latter. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for the word that you have given me. Thank you for the fruit that came from my lips. Thank you for the seed that has been planted. Thank you for the word that has gone forth. Thank you for the ears that received it. Thank you for the hearts and the minds. Thank you for the desire and the will. We ask your blessing upon this word today, Lord God. May it go forth during this Christmas holiday season as we celebrate the gatekeeper, the Christ child. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.